Welcome everyone to On Microsoft, the On Microsoft, the podcast where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. Uh, I got a little stumbled early on, but we work our way through this. I will work my way through this personally. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by the world's greatest co-host today, Arif Vakas. Yeah, and I'm Craig Anderson, and we'll be giving you the news for this week, uh, which was actually a pretty busy week for Microsoft uh, and the industry in general. So we'll be having news about not only Microsoft. Uh, we'll be talking about Apple a little bit and uh, Android uh, uh, for some things. Epic. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but we will pare down the most important stuff, which is the Microsoft stuff. And the most important thing is this new Windows 11 ad that seems like it is a <laughs> Disney trailer or something. Yeah, this seems like a fever dream from like the Alice in Wonderland days or like Johnny Depp and stuff. So we're going to cover that uh, because it's, you know, it's pop culture-ish, so to speak. But <laughs> now that they have it, uh, it's kind of a TV branded ad. Then we'll jump into Microsoft Start, which is another controversial topic for Microsoft this week, apparently. And then if that, uh, there's also the Windows 11 photo app, which uh, Panos Panay just teased. He's not done with his teasing. He's just like going to tease every single app in Windows 11 until the thing releases, right? Yeah, which is like we mentioned a couple <laughs> podcasts ago, October 5th. That's our countdown. Maybe we'll put it on the screen. Keep you guys in mind. Uh, and then, you know, we have our fast recap, which is one of our favorite sections where we can kind of just blaze through a bunch of uh, important topics, but uh, that don't rise to the level of controversy like the first three do. Uh, first up in that list, we have ClipChamp. Uh, which I just did a review on, but Microsoft decided to just go and buy them. Uh, you know, <laughs> not because of my recommendation, because my article came out after it. But I do like to think that you know they were reading my mind a little bit. And then we also have some Teams news about some deleting chats and if you post some irrelevant messages in your chats. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft's <laughs> letting your bosses kind of clamp down on some unnecessary chatter, which I believe Slack is always being uh, kind of. Uh, ridicule for. Uh, in addition to that, we also have Microsoft uh, uh, Teams and Outlooks are getting uh, big updates, which should help you uh, kind of adapt to hybrid work since we are not fully ready to go back in the office just yet. And we also forgot to mention about Windows 11 making PCs faster by optimizing system resources. Yeah, that's going to be kind of a, an interesting one to go over. We're kind of talking off mic about it, but we'll jump on mic to talk to you guys about it. Then we have our week ahead. And for week ahead, we're leading with an Apple story because there will be plenty of fallout from this decision where Apple can no longer force developers to use in-app purchasing, uh, according to a judge here in the United States. Yeah, then we have Halo Infinite's next uh, multiplayer preview will be kicking off September 24th. So uh, get your engines ready, get your screenshots and your video gameplay all set up and ready to go uh, when that happens. And we also have some more about Windows 11 and Android apps. Uh, there was a quote-unquote leaked Geekbench listing, which we want to talk about a bit. Yeah, uh, with all that being said, I think it's just time to get into the news, get you guys what you wanted. Uh, we'll start off with our first topic, which is Blockbuster Windows 11 ad, or as we like to say internally, what the F was that? <laughs> that is an excellent way to phrase it because Microsoft has, I was discussing with another journalist in my mentions about the ads that Microsoft has made. Uh, they did the whole Kylie little girl thing with Windows 7, and then they did the start me up thing for Windows, Windows 95. They had some amazing ads for Windows, and now they're putting out this weird 
Alice in Wonderland kind of thing where you jump into your computer and start tapping things all over the wall. It, it's very strange, per se, but the, the music and the way that it's laid out, it very it's very reminiscent of what you get with Surface Ad. So I'm guessing maybe Panos Panay had a say in this ad, maybe a little bit? Uh, yeah, uh, I know our friends over at Windows Central were pretty pumped for it, pumped being the uh, opportune word here. Uh, we were a little more reserved, at least for the majority <laughs> of us writers in, on, on Microsoft. And uh, as much as I do love uh, whoever the music supervisor was for this, I do. I did mention that I believe that the storyboarding and the direction of the director uh, may have dropped the thread here. And I only say that, you know, as someone who's been a Windows insider, uh, that, uh, you know, we know of certain things. We know, of, uh, you know, what the, the new start menu looks like. We know that uh, Xbox Game Pass is a big thing already. Um, you know, there are certain elements in this ad that if you know about them, they are kind of nods to you. They are Easter eggs. Uh, but if you're trying to sell Windows 11 to people who you know, are pretty satisfied with Windows 10 uh, or just moving from Windows 8, you haven't really explained to them what any of this stuff is and how it's going to make their particular scenarios better. And I think that, and, you know, I think I mentioned to you about this, is that Microsoft employs several different marketing firms. So, yeah. you know, this is probably just one ad of many with different styles and flavors that they're going to produce over the next, you know, five to six years for Windows 11. So um, I kind of reserved my re my knee-jerk reactions saying like, oh, what is this? <laughs> they kind of just say like, all right, well, this is the first one. Um, hopefully they will get more and they will be more explanatory about uh, the apps the new app store, uh, why and how Windows is faster, better, and it's more secure, things like that. Because right now, like you said, it's just kind of a, a a splash of color, a few hints of what Windows, you know, they showed, I think, Teams kind of replacing Skype, but nobody knows that. You have to kind of explain Exactly, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Master Chief, which is great, but again, you haven't done great marketing for Halo Infinite publicly yet. You just get told us, you know, it's coming. So, uh, it's it's an interesting ad, and you know they're they're trying to cover a wide swath of things that are better to come. So maybe with the same individual, this lady who's kind of featured in it, uh, she will go on a journey through each individual thing, maybe, and um, she will be our through line on how Windows 11 works for you. I think that was one of my favorite things in the ad was actually towards the ending of it where she's actually using her PC and you see her use Snap Assist uh, while watching a video and also on a Teams um, call. What I think this these Windows 11 commercials need to do, like you said, is to show people actually using the features of Windows 11, kind of like that B-roll that we always use on our podcast. You need to show people what Windows 11 is because other than people like you and me and techies and people who are familiar with it, if you walk in, walk up to some old grandma or someone in their 50s or 60s and tell them, your PC is ready for Windows 11, will they actually know what's new and what's changed? So that's yeah, what the commercial is for, yeah. I agree with you. They're going to need to bring over the fan favorite features of Windows yeah. 10 and show people how they're better in Windows 11. So exactly, if someone yeah. was using Skype in Windows 10, show them why Teams look better than Skype. If someone uh, was only using just the Snap Assist for uh, you know, just doing side by side for their documents, and you show them how much easier it is to do, you know, six ver six different versions of that, or I think five different versions of that. Uh, show them, you know, this is why you can have even more Excel documents on your screen if you want. Uh, things like that are going to need to be shown. Uh, and again, 
we don't know what the service event's going to hold. Maybe there will be an emphasis on touch and type uh, and uh, uh, drawing as well. So maybe new ads will be coming out with uh, more tablet or detachable focused ads as well. So uh, it's the first ad. Uh, it's a major ad. It really shows that Microsoft is uh, ready to start up the marketing engine for Windows 11 like they did Windows 10 and Windows 8 before that. Uh, I do think this is much better than the Windows 8 stuff yeah, as exactly. general yeah. right off the yeah. bat. You know, there's uh, even though there is a dancer, the classically trained dancer, it isn't a hip hop, uh, random uh, choreographed uh, street dance. Uh, you no, know, uh, what are they called? The, the pop up dances or I forget their actual term is. Uh, mob, uh, flash mob dances. There's flash mobs where they're like slapping the kickstand open and close, like like they're crazy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they took a little bit of Windows 8, a little bit of uh, Surface, and they kind of put them together. And they'll they'll find their way. They'll figure it out. They're Microsoft. They have money. And if you need help finding your way, there is Microsoft Start, which is not related to the Start menu at all. It just so happens to be a new personalized news feed and collection of informational content from publishers tailored to your interests. So basically think Microsoft News and MSN on drugs, but not specifically drugs, but like super, super amped up, uh, more personalized and more ways to get the things that you care about on your computer screen without having to click through RSS feeds or scroll through timelines or any of that kind of stuff. Or even use the widget screen. Yeah, no, no, more, no, more, this... no more need for widgets or news and interests, even though Microsoft Start will apparently be part of that, but it's just yeah. not live yet. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic of Microsoft doing what Microsoft does best, which is double and triple their efforts on one, one idea. Uh, again, we have what, four different versions of the way to get email. We now have two different versions of, or three different versions to get way to get your own personalized news, which are MSA account, I believe. So uh, they will need to consolidate this. I think it's uh, what they're doing is they're building out the website version, the UI and design for it, uh, so that when you do use your widget, when you click into it, you will have this new layout. Eventually, this widget uh, will be a, a launch pad, basically, to take you to this new uh, site full of stuff. So. Uh, if you are a fan of uh, Microsoft News, MSN News, uh, MSN Money, I think it was, was one of the other one, Weather, uh, and you've over the time curated a, a feed of stuff you'd like to see, it, it should start showing up on this start thing. Uh, it's also another way for them to, I believe it's almost kind of a PDA or, or PWA, right? Because it's also, yeah, it could be it's accessed. On the, it's on the web, yep. Uh, it can be accessed on your phone, on your tablet as well, through the web. Uh, that kind of do show people using it. Uh, on the Android devices and things like that. I tried it. Uh, I believe it needs a little more optimization. There's a lot of like padding, spacing yeah. on the sides of uh, on my Pixel when I use it. I'd like to see, you know, screen to screen, uh, newsfeed, stuff like that. But uh, again, first effort. Uh, I don't know if it's going to replace the MSN app, the news app uh, at some point. I really like the way the app works. Hopefully, maybe they figure out a way to combine the two, just like they will for Outlook. I, I believe um, I saw this on the Surface Duo Reddit where people are complaining that uh, Microsoft News used to be able to span across both screens. Like you have the list on the left and your articles on the right. Now with the new Microsoft Start, they completely eliminated that and you no longer have the spanning. So as part of the rollout of Microsoft Start, they're replacing Microsoft News app with the Microsoft Start app itself. No, no. <laughs> well, this again, it's 
it, 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 this is one sign that it's uh, Microsoft is a, a huge company that may not be cross collaborate collaborating well because you would think with the upcoming duo that they would optimize Microsoft start for something like that two screen where like you said the old app you could pin your list on one side and article the full full uh, article uh, on the other side if they're just spanning it now I wonder how that's going to work across the two different screens and stuff like that so uh, you know hopefully panels will have this figured out uh, by two weeks from now week and a half from now and the whole thing, like we're saying here, is that it is fully customizable. Any feed in the experience will have information on weather, finance, sports, and traffic. And you can always change which card you want to see because there is a personalized button and you could click through. And like, say you're a hardcore Democrat and you don't like seeing Fox News, you could hide Fox News. Or even the other way around, you're a hardcore Republican and you don't like seeing MSNBC, you could hide MSNBC. Uh, Microsoft News pulls from over 1,000 different public publications too. So it's not just one-sided, only one source you're getting your information from. Um, we had a guide on how you could customize the experience to your own liking. So if you're trying out the app for the first time and the website for the first time, visit our website and check out the little guide that we put together. Yeah, please do. Because uh, again, I think I think it's a great resource. You know, like it, as you said, you don't need to visit or create a new RSS feed. You just kind of go with what you've been doing. If again, you've been using a Microsoft Launcher or MSN or the widgets on on your Windows devices. And speaking of Windows and Windows devices, that is our third topic because Panos Panay just teased another new Windows 11 app. Yeah, uh, we'd mentioned again. Uh, not that we're like you know, foreseers or prophet, <laughs> uh, prophesizers or anything like that. But we did mention that uh, there is a uh, screen, uh, basically a drop, a drawer full of apps that uh, Panos keeps teasing from. And I believe that he's going to tease probably two thirds of the apps listed in that drawer. And, um, you know, first he started off with, uh, I believe it was the alarm clock. Uh, then we did snipping. Uh, snipping tool. Snipping tool. Then we went over to uh, paint, paint, yeah. uh, and now we're doing the Photos app. Uh, and they, these are the inbox apps that come with Windows 10, Windows 11. I think they came even with Windows uh, 8 as well. But uh, with all that being said, it's being uh, it's being redesigned, sort of, so to speak. Uh, maybe they are uh, seeing that people actually do like using the Photos app uh, for more than just uh, the default uh, image viewer, because uh, they're adding. Uh, a bunch of new editing tools, new uh, cropping tools, new ways to edit, uh, and it, they're adding a new design. The design will be similar if, for those of you who have been using Paint uh, or at least access Paint uh, via the Insider um, builds or have been using a snipping tool. It has that same sort of uh, yeah. minimized uh, uh, ribbon at the top, uh, very iconic, uh, what do you call it? Um, Ribbon, the iconic ribbon. No, no, but when you use like icons instead of uh, words, iconography. Uh, iconography, yep, yep. Uh, they're using, they're leaning heavily on that uh, as well. So you, again, you won't just have a ton of words at the top that kind of show you stuff. Uh, yeah. You'll be able to kind of visually see uh, what the tools are that you're going to be using. Uh, it looks really cool. I'm uh, anxious to use it. Uh, but like I said, there are at least uh, like another nine, nine other, nine, ten other apps, and that drawer that he keeps teasing from that I'm looking forward to using as well. 
But most of the times, it's not really it, um, updates that give you new features. It's just about a fresh coat of paint to make the app uh, fit in with Windows 11 and Windows 11 design language more. We already get, like you're saying, we had those before with the um, paint app, with the alarms app, which got rounded corners and new icons that fit with what Windows 10, Windows 11 has. But from what I've seen in, in this teaser so far, it could shape up to be a little bit of a disappointment because people always complain that the Photos app is slow to open and slow to open movies and it doesn't have as much controls as what you get on macOS or even on Android. So what are your thoughts there? Do you think it's just going to be new, a fresh coat of paint and that's it? Or do you think Panos will also surprise us with a bunch of new features? Um, ooh, that's tough. Uh, I mean, just based on the 22nd uh, clip that he kind of shows us, uh, it, it does uh, some new things already. Like, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I believe it's edge to edge uh, a, a viewing window. So I mean, yeah. the old uh, Photos app had the kind of like padding around the side of your photos and things like that, which looks great when you're using like the dark mode, when light mode, that's, that's kind of annoying. Uh, they show it in light mode and it's edge to edge. Uh, the other thing that they kind of show is that it gives you upfront uh, a lot of visible metadata. Uh, you kind of had to like, you know, find hidden menus, right click, uh, context menus, things like to get that kind of stuff. So for people who want to archive, uh, who want to tag, who want to filter their images uh, certain specific ways, they'll be able to at least looks like they'll be able to do it a little quicker. Uh, the other thing is that uh, it does look like we're getting a lot of the same sort of tools that we already have in the photos app but now they are readily visible so you know what you know that you can do that uh, with the current one again you need a context menus to see that um, usually whenever you pull up a photo it gives you just a plain photo uh, and if you didn't right click you didn't know that you could crop that you could uh, change the aspect ratio that you can uh, flip it or rotate it uh, that you could mark it up or that you could uh, favorite it uh, you know it's kind of a, a photo to save for later all that stuff is going to be at the ribbon at the very top, just like in the snipping tool. So to your question, I don't know if we're necessarily going to get new features, at least not up front. But this does pave the way for accessibility of the current features so people at least know that, hey, Windows does have uh, some cool tools that I can use. I don't know if they're going to be on par with what uh, you get in the, the, the is it iPhoto? Yeah, it's just the Photos app in, uh, in Mac OS. Well, because don't they they have a finder version of like you can look at a photo the preview the preview tool preview tool and then then there's an actual like you can go in and edit photos in, in Mac yeah. uh, so I think Microsoft is trying to uh, split the line on that where you can do both in this single app but uh, again I don't know if the tools are going to be up to par with that but at least you'll know about the tools that you may not have known about in Windows 10 like I mean, for this entire time a lot of these photo editing tools have been there just people didn't know and so they disregarded the app in general. It's like, I'm going to move on to something else or something more specific. I'm going to get an Adobe subscription because that's what I want when <laughs> you could have saved yourself 18 bucks a month or whatever. Well, that is a perfect transition to fast recap because you mentioned tools and inbox apps. And for fast recap, we're going to put 10 minutes on the clock to get through, uh, what is it, four stories? And I'll let you get started with Microsoft's latest acquisition. Yeah, so Microsoft ends up purchasing ClipChamp. Uh, and this kind of goes into what we said about inbox apps, ideally. Uh, we don't know. I mean, it just happened this week, officially. Uh, the talks have probably been going on for months. 
but uh, Microsoft acquired them for, I don't know if we have a, a total for it just yet, um, but they did you know, officially become part of Microsoft uh, repertoire. What ClipChamp is, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, it's a web-based video editing tool, uh, a la Filmora, but uh, just using the browser. You can use the browser. Microsoft and ClipChamp have worked uh, since the announcement of Windows 11 to make a PWA that's uh, downloadable in the Windows Store. It's a big thing for them. Uh, it, they do offer uh, tiers. They have a free tier, I believe, that has watermarks available. Like You can do editing, but you will have to publish with the watermark. Then they have a $9 that's the mid-level one, which eliminates the watermark, offer, also offers a few additional filters and uh, editing tools. And then there's a 30 one, which is a $30 one, which is mostly, they, I believe they call their enterprise or business one, that unlocks all of the features. Uh, again, it's still sort of limited, but much more than you have the $9 one. So you have those three tiers uh, for the web-based version of this. Uh, and this is a much better version of the video editing software that Microsoft currently uses in Photos, I believe. Yeah, Photos app. Yeah. Uh, so if they decide to roll this in to their current stable of uh, platforms and software on Windows 11, I think it's going to be a huge boost for Windows users, uh, especially just, you know, your, I like, you know, the cliched mom pops who just kind of want to put together, edit, you know, video edits, uh, create birthday uh, announcements or, uh, you know, put together an anniversary album or something like that. Uh, they have a lot of tools that would be great for that that are easy to use. Uh, they're not uh, as convoluted as maybe using DaVinci or Adobe Premiere or even some more. These are kind of templated uh, setups. So uh, the other thing that I was going to mention too, uh, unless you want to jump in here, is that for businesses, uh, this is, I believe, where Microsoft is going to make its bread and butter uh, on this acquisition. Uh, for marketers, anybody in a small to medium-sized business, uh, the template version or the templated nature of ClipChamp is, you know, uh, really in line with offering people quick and easy tools to market, to uh, to grow a business and things like that. Uh, it's sort of kind of like when you see templates on a PowerPoint or Word or Excel, things like that. ClipChamp has a lot of those. So one of their big things is that they have it for social media. So, again, if you're a small business, but you want to start marketing and you have you know someone who has a you know, phone camera or something like that and you want to create some quick content, and edit it and get it out you know the same day uh they have templates for youtube videos uh TikTok tutorials stuff like that uh for streaming as well uh they have a whole list of these things and all you basically have to do is drag and drop your actual footage into it they have all of the, the uh, titles lined up the you know, lower thirds all that stuff's already in place so imagine being a business you get microsoft 365 it comes with uh, azure it comes with office it comes with uh, all of the Power BI for all of your data uh, visualizations. And on top of this, you can tell your marketers, drop Adobe Premiere. We just need some videos <laughs> from Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And they can go in and create these and have them to you in you know 15 minutes or so. I think it's going to be a huge sell. And it's going to be something that helps propel Microsoft beyond what Google and Amazon are offering at the at the moment. I, th I, I think you did a very good job of summarizing that. But uh, time to move on towards the... Yeah. 
second topic, which is Windows 11 making PCs faster. Now, this yes. can this can be something that's very controversial. How would you know if your PC is faster or not? But um, Microsoft had a Microsoft Mechanics video where um, Steven Dispenza, I'm, I'm saying his name wrong, and if I am, I apologize, but he is the Vice President of Enterprise Management at Microsoft. He talked about some of the performance changes in Windows 11, and it has a lot to do with CPU um, and battery life management and system resources. And he specifically said that in Microsoft's own tests, uh, in going from Windows 10 to Windows 11 on a sample system, they saw an average of 32% uh, memory savings and 37% CPU savings. And this is because Windows 11 is more able to efficiently put memory towards what you're working on and on the foreground and put things to rest in the background. And other than that, they also talked about how Windows 11 will start up to 25% faster from sleep time, from sleep um, wake up times compared to Windows 10 and how Windows Hello could be 30% faster for logins. And also the part about Windows updates, uh, Windows updates are now 40% smaller on Windows 11. now. That those are just a bunch of numbers, and we were talking about it off camera. And I'll let you give in your two cents right here, really quickly. Yeah, um, I was interested in knowing how you know how they're achieving this. I, you and I asked those questions. I'll keep it brief, but I know I remember uh, explicitly they talked about Windows 8 being uh, reduced uh, in animations, reduced in its size reduced in all of the cruft that made Windows 7 kind of uh, slow and heavy. Uh, they went to uh, 2D, they went to the flat design, uh, and now they're kind of going back to shad drop shadows and acrylic and, uh, you know, kind of the glass stuff. So I'm wondering how they're going to manage these resources. They also mentioned in Windows 8 about tombstoning apps, which was big about how they would uh, put an app to sleep in the background so that you can get more resources. I wonder if they're going to be doing something similar to that in Windows 11. I just want to know how they're going to achieve a lot of this. Uh, I do feel like the installs for the Insider builds have been much smaller. They've taken less time. Um, the restarts are less often, at least for me as of right now. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm encouraged to see how they're going to achieve this 40%. I'd love to see how they make Windows uh, Hello even faster because it's pretty quick as it is now too. And that said, let's move on to our third topic here, which is Microsoft Teams letting chat supervisors delete irrelevant chat messages. So we're on Microsoft, and if someone in our chat starts talking about iPhones and MacBooks and... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> our, our administrator could uh, delete those messages because Microsoft Teams is now allowing um, uh, IT admins and administrators to moderate chats and get rid of unwanted messages in Teams. Now, this is mainly for education users, but it's rolling out to the desktop version of Teams, which means everyone will eventually have the option to take this checkbox and give the IT admin the ability to do this. So it's mainly about like um, keeping chats PG-13 and keeping your workplace more friendly. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you summed it up greatly. The only thing I would say is, add to that is that uh, it could be two a twofold thing. One, I don't know what the uh, resource size is for an elongated chat, something that goes on for months at a time. Maybe, you know, just like email takes up a certain amount of memory and space. If you can just start deleting all of the 
nonsense about like, oh, what'd you watch last night? Stuff like that. And get it down to just the stuff that's in a meeting. Uh, you can free some of those spaces and resources. The other thing is that uh, it's also for corporate management uh, to keep anything that could be at fault, uh, yeah, any kind exactly. of language, things like that, uh, that could put the business at risk. Uh, that getting rid of all that stuff in the chat could uh, be for protection's sake. And we're not done with Teams just yet. Uh, teams and Outlook uh, just got some big updates, which are all about hybrid work, which is the new normal here now. Uh, we were all hoping to be, well, I don't know if we were hoping, but businesses were hoping that we would all be back to work at this point. Uh, and that's not being the case. Uh, Microsoft even mentioned that they are uh, holding back their uh, back in office uh, deadline to pushing that back as well. Just, you know, it's evolving time. So. Uh, what Teams is getting is, uh, let's see, specifically, Microsoft announced uh, new AI-powered capabilities coming to Teams Rooms devices uh, back in June. Uh, what we'll start getting is companion mode in the Microsoft Teams mobile app, uh, which should be improved. Uh, the app will now offer quick access to Microsoft Whiteboard, chats, and live reactions. Uh, the improved companion mode will be rolling out in the next few months, so uh, at least from your phone or uh, if you're you know, having a meeting, but you decide to sit on your phone uh, on the couch to be more comfortable, you'll be able to still get access to all the collaborative, same collaborative tools that everyone else is using on their PCs. Um, if that's not enough, they'll be adding support for uh, Apple CarPlay. I don't know why. Interesting. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be doing any kind of work while you're driving. Maybe if you're parked, uh, or maybe you just want to get out of the house because you have a crying child and, and you just need a little peace and quiet or something. Uh, you'll be able to start doing some stuff from Teams. So again, you'll be able to join calls uh, while driving. Uh, in addition, you'll be automatic lightning, uh, lighting correction capabilities will arrive at Teams meetings in the coming months. Microsoft also announced a couple of apps to support new shared stages, uh, stage experiences that was originally announced back at uh, Build 2021 earlier this year. Uh, the list includes Freehand, uh, Lucid Spark, Mural, Miro, and some more. Uh, in early 2022, Microsoft PowerPoint is also gaining some a few new capabilities that should make hyper presentations even better. Um, we, you know, we have a whole post on all of these details if you guys want to kind of go check those out. Uh, but again, uh, these are all things to just make presentations, make navigating these kind of things from your home office uh, a little easier. And then Outlook is also getting two new features. There's an art new RSVP experience, which we, where you'll be able to tell the person who invited you to the meeting if you'll be attending in person or if you'll be attending virtually. So that is a huge one now, considering that most workplaces are doing a blend of work where it's uh, some people at home and some people in the office. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to address that when it's like, oh, Stacy said she's going to take this meeting from home. Do you treat her differently? I feel like <laughs> it should still be the same. And the other thing that they're getting is uh, they plan to launch Viva con uh, connections through the mobile app in public preview later this month, right? Yep, and that was the last thing in Fast Recap. And as always, Fast Recap was very fast, and we got through it in our 10 minutes. Yeah, I really still hoping we did. We'll see what the time is <laughs> at the bottom. Uh, and now it's time for Week Ahead, which is your favorite segment. Uh, I mean, it's yours. You're the one that gets all the hardware and fun stuff to talk about. But uh, in this section, I do have a favorite that I'll start off with, which is the Allen Week Remaster to launch on October 5th uh, for Xbox, uh, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, I am a huge fan. This may be my most favorite game uh, created to date as Alan Wake. Uh, uh, forget the name of the company, that uh, the studio behind it. Uh, but they also did, uh, what was the, uh, I, I apologize, I blanked this. But anyway, uh, it's an amazing game about a writer, 
Uh, the dynamics are great. They don't have uh, bullet time, but they do use this new engine that kind of slows things down. They have like, it's basically like a Stephen King slash James Bond game put together. It's super amazing. Great soundtrack, uh, an awesome game. And I'm glad that people on PlayStation, will, you know, have a chance to play this uh, again. And people on PC will have a chance to play this. It's, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they update the graphics and, uh, you know, because uh, it's it's done in the woods. So there's a lot of like, Right. play with light yeah. and dark uh shadows the, the guy uses the flashlight uh it's gonna be super cool and i'll be happy to get my hands on it again as an xbox player now and that's not the all of the xbox news for the coming week there's also the second multiplayer preview for halo infinite which will kick off on september 24th this was announced during um the playstation what was it playstation preview event or whatever sony mm-hmm. had going uh so microsoft tried to spoil the show with that announcement and you'll have until monday september 13th to sign up for the halo insider program to get a chance to and get an invite for this new multiplayer beta yeah they tried to pull uh what is it uh apple during ces kind of yeah. thing <laughs> yeah they announced something while it's going on and see if they can take people's minds away from it uh i don't know if you know how big of a deal that was but uh it is you know it's great we'll get to see this even though i think they say the multiplayer isn't coming until next year right yeah so at least we'll know how it's shaping up and what you know if, if they're starting to live up to the hype uh and then i think our last thing on our uh talk about apple and the whole epic game situation yeah that's what i was going to jump on yeah. Uh, we just got word, uh, I believe, earlier today about the judge uh, issued an injunction uh, forcing Apple to change its app, po- app store policies. Uh, it isn't the you know 100% win that uh, uh, Epic Games wanted in this in this uh, complaint that they had, uh, but it is a step in the right direction. Uh, what it will make, uh, and if it, again, Apple is free to appeal this, and I'm sure they will. Uh, but in uh, the the president in California is forcing them to do this. And if it holds, they'll have to do it by December to change App Store policies, which will allow App Store developers to at least promote and educate their uh, audience and buyers that they can purchase things outside of the Apple Store. Previously, uh, they couldn't even mention it. So uh, you just, you know, you had to know where to buy stuff if you were like on Spotify or Netflix or some other apps, uh, or uh, Audible, I believe, is a big one uh, on the App Store. You had to leave. Apple's uh, App Store, but you couldn't, you didn't know why you're doing it now. Uh, app developers can tell people to do this, and that you know helps them escape the 30 or I think believe they moved it to 15% uh, revenue tax that they would get, you know, just from Apple hosting it. So that's big. Um, what uh, I believe Epic has another lawsuit against Google for the exact same thing. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, the judge in the case also noted that she didn't believe that Apple was working or being a, a monopolistic uh, based just on the success, uh, she, I believe, is quoted, and you'll see this across the internet for the whole weekend, is that <laughs> success is not illegal. That was one of her exact quotes. So uh, Apple's success is not illegal, but they will need to change App Store policies uh, by December. And we also forgot to get into the, well, this is this will be the last topic. So it's Android apps in Windows once again. Uh, we talked last week about how a placeholder 
was in the Microsoft Store for the uh, Windows subsystem for Android. But this week we are seeing a Geekbench listing, which put the um, which basically is running Geekbench in the um, as an Android app on Windows 11. And this was spotted by on Twitter by at never released. And the um the Geekbench results are very pleasing, I would say, because they outscored the Microsoft Surface Duo, and the multi-core score was around three thousand, and the single-core score was around eight hundred. Now we don't know what device this is being tested on, but if the Windows subsystem for Android could put out that that kind of numbers then Microsoft is really working on something impressive here. Yeah, uh, I believe I had reached, you know, we talked about this earlier this morning about uh, the potential this could be for, uh, you know, any actually any Windows device, but it's particularly ones on ARM as well. Yeah. Uh, even though this is a, a virtualized version of this, uh, this should help uh, with uh, ARM or PCs that are or Windows on ARM PCs to at least get them the same sort of power that they would need in order to host a, a Android uh, uh, virtually on a device, because it, you know, Android is actually kind of heavy, being JavaScript and whatnot. So, if they can start to do this, we can start to see apps run sort of natively in containers yeah. on uh, Surface Pro X devices. So, uh, even though you you know, will get the full Google Play Android store, uh, if you're a developer, you'll be able to test a lot of your stuff uh, and and you know have a, a, almost a one for one. If you're going to develop, so it becomes again a potential developing platform for you. And that said, that is everything we wanted to get through in this podcast episode. Oh, I wanted to say that the developing studio was Remedy. Ah, and, Remedy, yes. Yeah, and they were also known for I think it's Max Payne is one of theirs. Control was another one. Didn't they do uh, Quantum Break also? That's it, Quantum Break. Yeah, yeah. Quantum Break was the follow-up to Alan Wake. So yeah. if you're a fan of any of those types of things, uh, again, Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, uh, you know, get this Alan Wake remaster because I think it's, again, a, it's going to be awesome. And now that said, that is the last thing we wanted to talk about. So I will leave you for our traditional outro. Yeah, you can find me at Minehead1 uh, on Twitter where... I write a bunch of stuff and talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, hopefully you like what I'm talking about. Uh, where can people find you? Abac Jern. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who are interested in us outside of just this podcast and just want to know or get to know other writers from on Microsoft, you can get all of this stuff on Microsoft at Twitter. Uh, again, we'll have uh, latest content, we have giveaways, we have reviews, we have editorials, all this stuff can be found there. Uh, if you, again, if you don't want to visit the website, uh, we are thinking about opening up some other social media channels. Uh, we were just discussing. You can also find more interesting stuff on our Pinterest page. I just found out we had one. Uh, we're <laughs> promoting it. Uh, we have a, a writer who particularly takes care of that. He's really into gaming. So if you're a gamer, uh, a gaming fan of the, of the site, Pinterest is where you would like to go to see all that information, uh, great uh, pins as well. Uh, and we'll see about opening up something for you people who are Instagram users or TikTok, things like that. And that said, uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah. Oh, and before we leave, uh, I believe our editor-in-chief said that we could start taking questions for you. So if you want to use the hashtag, uh, uh, what you could say the hashtag was? On podcast. There we go. Uh, <laughs> start using that on Twitter. Uh, we would love to take your questions and have a kind of a brief breakout Q&A section. Maybe we'll answer three to five questions uh, about what we know about 
you know, anything from our sources or anything that we, you know, might have embargoed. But well, we can't talk about that stuff. But other <laughs> things like that, hardware, hardware reviews coming up. So give us your questions, and we will reach out, and we would love to answer those. And also remember that we have our YouTube page and we have our community. So you always could reply to our community posts. Every week we tease our podcast. So you could head there and just drop us a question. We'll answer it on the show. Yeah, we'd love to engage with you guys. And like I said, we're still, we will be starting, I think this is episode one of season two. Now that we've got, we've hit in the year yeah. mark. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'd love to change up the format a little bit. Like I said, have some of you viewers on as well. So we, this ending has run a little longer, but we just want to make sure that we got all the new information out for you guys. Yeah, everyone. And again, thank you for watching. The show is all thanks to you and everyone who watches us every week. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And we'd love to see or tell more people about us. So uh, have a great weekend with that being said. Be safe. Uh, stay dry. All right. Bye-bye.